Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Krusty Cast. Hope you guys enjoyed that intro music. I know it's the second episode about it, and uh, I don't know. I kind of like it. Simple, sweet, but it helps get the podcast started. Today, we're in a little bit different episode. Just me by myself. Um, trying to get some good filler episodes. I know we've been busy with the season. Uh, goose season starting up. We just had our early season. So Ohio here is done for early, sea, early goose, and I think early teal this uh was last week and the last weekend for early teal. I'll have to go and double check, but um, we either are done with early goose or early, early teal, or we have one more weekend of early teal here in Ohio and Michigan. Um, Michigan's still rocking and rolling until the 31st with uh, their early goose. Um, we had, had a couple good hunts. We had a couple good hunts uh, early season. I know me and Kenny got out there. Me and Kenny Malachi got out there. I, got, I was able to get out there with... Um, uh, Tanner and Brad, who were on a couple couple podcasts. Tanner just on one. Brad was on two now. Uh, we got we got some geese. We got some geese done. We also had a, a couple hunts that no, <laughs> did not produce. Um, man, I tell you what, I have been a proponent on scouting all last year, but was not able to get the time in on scouting. And I can tell you from just this early season alone, scouting. If any of you newer hunters are debating if scouting is worth it or you just can't find the time and just going to go ahead and wing it oh my god scouting is scouting is your best point i mean it's like it's like fishing the same rock without a fish on it you're just sitting there knowing there's nothing there or not knowing there's anything there and just hoping for the best which sometimes it can pan out especially if you don't have a lot of time i know last year me and kenny got on a mallard hunt that was phenomenal and we didn't scout it it was just off of a whim so you can have those you can have those days um but Oh, I think I started scouting about three weeks before goose season, early goose season started. Well, more than three weeks, but uh, I spent the last three weeks before goose season like hammering down on scouting, just taking and driving around for two hours after work, trying to, when I got those work from home days, trying to drive around before I had to actually log on and just trying to find out where the birds were. And one thing I can tell you is those early season birds are very, very, uh, at least here, I can't speak for more. I'm still a newish waterfowl hunter. It's probably my, I think we said the podcast multiple times, my third, third season legitimately waterfowl hunting. And let me tell you, from actually scouting, kind of the more I scout, the more I hunt, the more I learn. Uh, these birds were unpatternable. Uh, I don't know. I was able to find one field that had birds on it and watching those birds, watching those birds. They were there, 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 the same times every morning, flying in, flying out, same times for about a solid week. Um, and then it got to the week before the season opened up. Boom, just like that, birds were gone. Birds were somewhere else. We could not find any birds. So I, was, I lost a little hope there going into the first weekend. I, didn't, I, I wanted to hunt the first weekend. I wanted to hunt opening day. You have to as a, you know, a waterfowl hunter. You got to hunt that opening day. It's what you wait all summer for. Uh, but I was getting scared there for a little bit. We had everything lined up. We were going to have a good hunt, and it just all fell apart in a matter of three, four days. You know, trying to get that last-minute scouting in, it just was not able to find anything. Uh, it was a little hard also during that scouting here, you know, early September, September 1st, 2nd, 
to just find any fields that were cut that we found found fields last year towards the end of the season that were like okay these are good fields we got to go get permission next year yada yada and none, like none of them were just cut some of the fields we had permission on they weren't cut uh so no birds in the area or well, they might have been in the area but just not huntable uh because no cut fields and you know the one thing i found from scouting is yeah those birds like what they like they're gonna stay there and then i don't know you know what made these birds change their mind we had a i say a cold snap but i mean it was september so it went from 90 degrees to like 75 degree days for like a, a week straight and that's when we saw the birds just completely doing opposite stuff and i don't know if you guys anybody watching has had the same experience with these uh, early season birds but very difficult to get on the birds and find them and and be able to track them at least for me that's my personal experience this this season with with how much scouting I did do uh, for opening weekend. So yeah, that was a learning experience. Finding those birds were hard and, and pretty difficult. Um, luckily, where I was lacking on the birds, Brad and Tanner, who were on the podcast, they were able to help me out, invited me on a hunt, had birds there, went out, had a good shoot. We didn't have an amazing shoot, but we had a great shoot. It was better than uh, sitting at, sitting on the couch, which I thought I was going to have to do opening day or just try to wing it somewhere and hope for the best, hopefully get one bird to fly by. Um, but yeah, I mean, opening day, luckily, <laughs> luckily I got some friends, and they were able to help me out, so I'm still hoping to repay the favor. I mean, there's a lot of, lot of waterfowl season left, but uh, we were able to go out in a field uh, hunting around some water. I think I posted a couple of clips of a couple of the shoots either on TikTok or Instagram or whatever it was. And I think we came out of that day with, God, what was it? Seven geese, eight geese, and then four teal. So not the worst day in the world, not the best day in the world. Good hunt. It was definitely a good hunt. And hunting a field with a pond on it like we were was was a lot different. I've never hunted a field with a pond before, so that was fun to just just watch them just come right in. And let me tell you, it sucked to be out there opening day or opening early season for goose and seeing the amount of ducks in the area. Oh, my gosh. If it was opening day of regular duck season, we could have at least been close to our limit before. God, I don't know. I mean, the, the law for regular season is half an hour before sunrise, the shooting light, we could have been close to our limit. Bef like, right at sunrise, we could have been close. Uh, so, it was, first off, cool to see those birds there. Cool to see them work in. Cool to see them land in our spread when we couldn't do anything about it. Like, we're all standing up, talking, and these birds are just coming and pouring right on in. So, that was, first off, that's cool to see. Sadly, we couldn't shoot them, but still just enjoy being out there, like I said, rather than being on the couch. And then as the, you know, as the sun came up, the geese started flying and being able to watch those early season geese come in were, it was fun. I mean, still being a, a relatively new waterfowl hunter, I, I, I learn more every time I'm out there and I see more every time I'm out there and just being able to see more than one or two birds come in at a time. I know last season, me and Kenny, sometimes that's all we got was one or two birds to come in. And it was amazing to see all those birds come in and, and whatnot. We don't have that all the time. So after the first weekend when we had that good shoot with Brad and Tanner, we, me and Kenny went out to one of, our, you know, one of the places on the river where we've been seeing birds fly over. We know the birds roost, not roost, but loaf uh, somewhere along that stretch. We knew we were at least going to see traffic. 
kind of one of those off the whim. Hey, we have some hunts planned for Sunday, that, that following Sunday at least. Let's try to go out Friday after work, see what we can see. So we uh, kind of drove around. We had a couple spots in mind, and then I saw a couple birds flying over uh, one of the spots we had picked out. So I was like, boom, we're going to go here. We're going to go here, or we're going to try to find these birds. Oh, well, no scouting, not being able to see what they're doing. We saw a lot of birds that day that just flew right over us or right past us to about 100 yards downstream in this river and landed right into a spot where we were debating on hunting. And I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Which would have been a prime example of why scouting is amazing. And I know, I know a lot of people that yeah, they may or may not listen to the podcast, but if they do, they're going to say, yeah, Lewis, you're an idiot. You need to scout. I know. Okay. First off, I know. Um, had a couple birds come by. Sadly, didn't even get able to really take a shot on any of them. Um, wasn't a wasted hunt. We got some knowledge about it, and we're able to go back Saturday, Saturday that evening, right where they were landed, and back to the point of those geese being unpatternable. They just weren't there. They came in about an hour later than they did the day before, and about another hundred yards up back upstream of where we were hunting. Not quite all the way to where we were hunting the the day before, but uh, about right in the middle. And so we're kind of sitting there dumbfounded, like we we just saw these birds yesterday, go right to where we're hunting, land. And just stay there about a good hour and a half. They were flying from an hour and a half before shooting light all the way to last shot and continue. And then they kept coming in. Yeah, that just wasn't the case. Um, I don't know exactly what the science behind it or what those birds really like to do, but it, they, didn't like, they didn't like it the second day. They didn't like it that Saturday. So a little disheartening on that next weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday, we're not able to get on the birds almost at all. And same thing with the birds being unpatternable. And I think this could have been a factor of it being opening day in Ohio. So the first day I went out opening day in Michigan. Second day I went out Ohio opener. And we had geese in this one field the day before at 9.30 a.m. We set up there in this field. And what I would attribute it to is all the hunting on the lake and in the marshes. They just started shooting at the geese, and I talked to some people actually at a diner the next day as those geese just got shot at, they messed up their flight patterns, and they just didn't come to back to where they were used to. So, unpatternable is the word I could describe opening day for, uh, for me at least. However, that did not stop me from wanting to get back out there and getting hunting. You waited all summer for this, or I, I waited all summer for this, so I wasn't going to just stop. You know, you learned, you learned from your bad hunts. I learned a lot from my bad hunts. I'm still learning how to, I'm still learning scouting. I'm still learning how to shoot geese and, and yeah, it is. I mean, it is what it is. Geese were there the one morning. They weren't there the next. I would attribute that to though, to people shooting them on their flight patterns and them just not knowing what to do. And then, like I said, at the diner, um, we went out for breakfast at the diner, saw some guys with, with their marsh boats and everything there. So. You know, said a couple words to him. I said, hey, how'd you guys do or whatever? They're like, oh, yeah, we got, you know, we got our two-man by, uh, what was it, 8.30 or whatever. Well, yeah, we got a three-man. We got two-man. We got a lot of teal, all that. And I was like, damn. So they were flying. They definitely were flying. And that's why I think they were just flying, same flight pattern, got shot at, and then just everything went haywire for them. I mean, I can't blame the geese. If I started getting shot at, I'd probably, uh, probably do the same thing, too. However, that, sun, that Sunday of Ohio opener, 
we went back to Michigan, and we ended up getting on a pretty good shoot. Uh, we had three people out there. We got nine geese. We had a lot more come in. Now we had a lot. We had two big groups come in, and I'll get to that in a minute. And then we had a lot of lot of big groups that came in, gave us a look. I wouldn't necessarily say they flared, but came in, gave us a good look, and then just decided, hey, you know, we don't like something. Dead calm day. But we were able to get nine geese. We saw some either teal or wood ducks off in the distance. So I'm going to say they're teal just because I want to. You know, be it if they came in, they probably would, would have been wood ducks. So I'm glad they didn't. But yeah, had a good shoot in the field. Um, that Sunday opener up in Michigan, well, it was Ohio opener. So September, I think it was September 3rd, up in Michigan was a great, great hunt. And, you know, some, some guys will say great hunt. That wasn't great hunt, only nine birds. But, hey, to us, that was a great hunt for us. We got to work the birds in, got to be do a little calling. And I'm not the best at calling. And so I'm going to kind of get into a lot of things that I thought maybe worked, maybe didn't work. And, you know, the reason some of the birds I feel like didn't, didn't come in. So when we were on this field, we had a good spread. We were rocking an A-frame and put the A-frame in, in a bush line. And we brushed the hell out of it i mean we i love brushing in a blind i love hiding uh i love making sure that blind looks like you can't even see it from a foot away from it and it did we brushed that thing up real good one thing i got this season that i'm so happy i spent the money on and if anybody's debating it uh a battery powered hedge trimmer oh those things are awesome lowe's just had a sale on them it was a craftsman hundred dollars battery charger and hedge trimmer the the hand shears the hand scissors were 55 dollars and this was 100 bucks with the battery and charger. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go with the easy route. I'm gonna, I know I'm going to regret not getting it about a month later. So I ended up picking that up, and that was a huge help. Oh, my God, that was a huge help. If you are debating on getting one, just do it. Just get it. It's 100 bucks. If you can still find that deal on Lowe's, I will say. But anyway, brushed the blind up real good. We had a good, a good, I would say, good decoy spread. I think we had five dozen silos and about... 10 full bodies, 10-ish full bodies, and I think about another 12, six magnum shells, and it was a good spread in my eyes. It was a great spread in my eyes, and some of the early in the morning had a huge group come in, a ah, huge group, uh, about 15 to 20 birds come in, and they just short-stopped us. We, I tried, actually, I didn't even try anything. I, did, I, I clucked at them a few times. They came right in but just short stopped us um and we were able to get two out of that group they i think they stopped about 60 to 70 yards out but there was three of them that were around 40 yards out so still i'm i will say a far shot with steel that's where i think you know having that bismuth would actually have paid out but i mean it is what it is we got two out of that group and yeah they took off the rest of the day uh, the birds left the roost. We were sitting on the field right next to the roost, which we didn't even know at the time. We did not know there was any birds roosting there because uh, it was an uncut bean field. And I think, I really do think that these birds were roosting in this bean field. Sorry, I got cut off there by the camera real quick. Um, but yeah, I thought we had a good good spread. And so those that big group came in and the rest of the morning they flew from the roost field in the beans out to go do whatever they were doing and then they slowly started coming back in twos and threes which 
I was like, that's perfect. I love when geese come back in twos and threes versus when they all come back in one solid group. Personal preferences, I feel like you can work those smaller groups way better. And I don't, I think that's more than just a personal preference. When you get those birds that have, you know, or that group, those groups of 15 to 20 birds, that's a lot of eyes on you. So those groups of two or three that were coming in, I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted to happen. Um, but they were doing the same thing almost, either short stopping up or looking us, looking at us and going away. So we took our spread. That was kind of a narrow-ish, like V out. We had two lines kind of going away from us. Um, and then kind of having a, a little like group of them on the ends. And what we ended up doing was taking the tops of those V's off, opening up the center a little more, and bringing those out to the sides to kind of fill the sides in a little more. We left a little group out in the middle to kind of break that up and to have two, two kind of flight lanes a little bit. And that ended up working out for us. We ended up being, or the geese ended up liking that a lot more. And they were coming in and closer than they were usually, but still kind of not liking something. And like I said before, it was dead calm almost. I mean, almost, it was dead calm. And one thing Kenny said was, he goes, so my A-frame, I have the Rogers Goosebuster three-man A-frame, and it has those magnetic gun holders. So we would sit down on the blind, and then when they got closer, that's when we'd grab our guns off the blind. Well, that magnetic thing was shaking the whole A-frame. And then all you saw, I, you know, what Kenny pointed out was, dude, we're shaking the A-frame. And so it just looked like one moving bush out of everything. So we're like, okay, let's try something new. We grabbed our guns before when we saw them from a distance, stayed real still, so we wouldn't shake the blind, and that's what did it. They, came, they started coming right into us, and, and landing. the twos and threes were landing right right in, into us. Uh, you know, Easy 20, 15-yard shot. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And we had one more group, one more big group come in, and they short-stopped us again. And you know, we, didn't, we didn't have much more birds come in in a big group like that to where we could reset and look at them. Um, but that was the other thing I was thinking of, you know, how do we get these, these big groups to not shortstop us? So that's something that I'm still doing some research on, just looking up on YouTube or whatever and trying to learn more as a hunter, um, and, and figure it out. Another thing that we were doing is those, those geese that kind of flared off or didn't really like what we were doing. I was calling at them pretty heavily to try to get them to come back. I didn't call at them too much. You know, when I, start, when I started to see them kind of come in, I just kind of laid off. I know I'm not the best at goose calling, uh, so I didn't want to try to, I didn't want to flare them. I said, if they're coming in, they're going to come in. Well, one solo came in, and I clucked at him a few times, and he came in, and from a distance kind of was just sailing in, locked up, sailing in, and then he got closer, still wasn't calling, wasn't calling at all. Got real, he got around 40 yards out, still in the air, and then... He just kind of flew away, cause I, and I think it was because we stopped calling. So he got about 50 yards out when he turned around, and I just cl- I, uh, cluck, 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 turned right back around and came right back in, and we got him. Uh, just, you know, live and you learn. I'm not too sure. Like I said, we didn't have a, on a million amount of chances. And from one hunt, I'm not going to learn everything, but uh, that's, I, I'm not sure what they liked and what they really didn't like, uh, be it if it was us moving the A-frame, our spread, or they just didn't like me calling. Maybe they were going to circle around. You live and, learn, li- live and you learn. We got a lot, whole lot more season to try and figure that out and have a few more good hunts for you guys. Try to get some more content out for you. But that was, I mean, that was the extent of our, of our good hunt. Nine, nine geese uh, for three of us. Yeah, it was a great hunt. Another thing 
that I learned from early season, and I prepared for early season this year, I don't have a lot of early season warm weather hunting gear. I mean, I have my turkey stuff, and I have my early season whitetail stuff. Uh, and I just have the Sitka uh, Equinox system. I, uh, you call it a system. It's the shirt. It's the hoodie and the pants. I mean, it's really lightweight. I really like that stuff. I really like the way it fits. I love the camo pattern for the early season. So that's what I rocked. I rocked and rode with it. The only thing I would say is, man, I subbed out the pants for a pair of shorts on that field hunt, and that was a great move. Oh, that was a great move. Being, you know, not sweating, not having to wear long pants. The only other thing I would have said is, you know, just get a short sleeve shirt. You're in the A-frame anyway, but you live and you learn. We still have a couple more days of, you know, hot weather, so I'm probably going to, you know, keep, keep the shorts going and then just a short sleeve shirt if we can brush in enough. But it's also, we're getting a little colder to now the point where that long sleeve, that light, really light long sleeve Sitka, uh, that Equinox, or is it Equinox or is it the Gradient? I, I don't know. One of the Sitka, like, super lightweight hoodies. And it might get cold enough to where that's fine for me, but, hey, we'll see. We'll see this weekend. One thing that I bought in the offseason, I needed a new pair of waders, and I was going to go with the Sitka waders, and I think I've talked about this on another, another podcast, but First Light's coming out with their pair, I hope, next year. Got a couple sneak peeks of it, of their waders, and I was like, you know what? I am going to wait. I'm going to go see what First Light's warranty is and what exactly comes on their waders before I pull the trigger. So I bought a pair of Rogers Front Zip 2-in-1 breathable waders. Oh, those things are awesome. Take the liner out. Breathable waders are awesome. But one thing I found out is that yeah, they're breathable, but no, the moisture escapes. So if you're sweating a little bit, they feel wet. Like, they feel so wet inside. So we went to the river that first day. It was hot. I mean, moving decoys, you sweat regardless. And looking back on it, should have just wore Crocs and short sleeves because the water was at most up to our knees. Should have just wore Crocs and shorts. But having those lightweight waders versus the neoprene ones, oh, oh, that made such a difference. That was so much more of an enjoyable hunt. It was game changer. Yeah, so two, I think two things I absolutely love about early season is breathable waders as well as shorts. I will not go back to wearing pants for early season. That was not unbearable, but shorts would have been a lot better. Um, yeah, I mean, that kind of summed up our early season so far. We're going out this weekend, I think, hopefully going to try to get on another decent field hunt and hopefully use some of the things we found out in quotation marks to you know get us a better hunt this weekend other than that that's kind of been our early seasons i mean this so solo podcast i've been doing a couple of these for you know a lot of these podcasts for the past two years with uh with co-hosts so hopefully this, this is a little bit different and i hope it was somewhat enjoyable i know it's a short podcast and then the only other thing that i've been doing is uh we've been doing a little bit of fishing Going hitting the lake. We hit the lake this weekend. Pretty uneventful. Got a nice smallmouth and a, and a nice walleye and a lot of sheephead. So about as good as uh as good as getting off the couch can get. Besides catching a whole bunch. So good day to be out there. And I hope to have a lot more. And I also hope to have, hope this weekend's good so we can get some more content. And yeah, hope to get some more uh more podcasts out for you guys. I'm trying to post weekly, but you know people's schedules a little hard. So Expect some maybe some more solo podcasts, and hopefully I can get some good video content so I can put some video on with these. I'm hoping the uh, video I got with that big spread coming in, I can uh, overlay on this on that little audio clip and get you guys some some video of what actually happened, so you can uh, kind of see what we were seeing. 
But other than that, go check out the Krusty Cast on Instagram. It's just the Krusty Cast to see some of the pictures and videos uh, from our hunts. Um, we go out fishing and just some general other content besides the podcast. And I'm on TikTok too, the Krusty Cast on TikTok. Go check it out if you guys have a minute. And uh, appreciate you guys tuning in for this short podcast. But I uh, just wanted to get something out there to, to try and keep consistent for one a week. And yeah, thanks for guys for tuning in. Let me know below if what you guys like to hear about more, if that's uh, you know, that's more hunting, more fishing, tactics, what kind of people you want on. Um, I would love to have a taxidermist on. Would love to have a custom caller on. Would love to have some more competition calling guys on, some deer hunters, turkey hunters, you know, be it whatever it is. Um, if you know anybody that might want to be on, if yourself wants to be on, answer the question in below on on Spotify. I'm not really too sure how that works, but hopefully I'll be able to see it. Just leave like an Instagram handle so I can get a hold of you. And uh, yeah, hopefully to have a couple of you guys on the podcast. All right, guys. Well, I'll see you next week. Hopefully on the next one. Take it easy.